Yeah, I got this new replacement icon for Audio Hijack, and I'm so happy about it. Where did you, you get it from? I got it... Wait, let's see. If you Google Big Sur <laughs> replacement icon, there's this website that's sort of like a repository for a bunch of replacement icons for Big Sur. MacOSicons.com? Yeah, there you go. Um, and nice. I, I was replacing a bunch of icons on my computer because i've like ever since i've started downloading more apps i just didn't you know change the icons so today i was like all right now's now's the time and audio hijack i was like that's such a niche app (laughs) there's definitely not gonna be one (laughs) then i searched for it and yeah at the the bottom of the list there is there is one audio hijack and it's it's a really good icon yeah, so like the round rect has like these little tiles that you can drag around and connect in Audio Hijack, which I'm like, I'm looking at this, I'm like, this is great. I love the icon even better than just like placing the little bottle and against the dark background or something. Like, I don't know. This is really nice. So how do you, what did you use to change the icon? So uh, command I on the app and then just drag the icon in the little icon. So I'm going to you know I'm going to start this show with a recommendation. Ooh. I recommend if you want to change the icon of any app, I recommend you use this app called Pictogram hmm. and it's by Neil Serdesi, Serd- apologies for mispronunciation. Uh so uh, why? Cuz you know, you just said, "Oh, I do get info and change it." Cuz this preserves the icon even if you update the app. Uh. Which is always a pain in in, in the butt. Yeah. So it's super simple. Just pick an app and then drag and drop your icons file. Uh, yeah, I've been using that to change the icon Figma because uh-huh. only pants. I saw your tweet. I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> it gets to a point. All right. So, <laughs> Kevin, oh, no, we're designers. Uh-huh. Uh, and people listening to this, you know, like, don't, don't forget that we're designers. And designers are sometimes annoying and picky. When do you think it's acceptable or stops being acceptable that apps haven't updated their icon? I don't I don't even say like look UI, right. you know, just the icon. Yeah. I mean I have the same question. <laughs> right? <laughs> because it's like it's been so long now. Like, are you gonna wait until the next release? Like how and 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 like there's a reason why, you know, they put out some betas. <laughs> for these things like and yeah like maybe on day one it's like you've been busy like maybe you've been doing had right. some other other plans but after a while i just feel like you kind of have no excuse anymore like it's just right unacceptable at this point i think so too especially I, I, also some people maybe had some icons and it's like what could we possibly do like our icon just like really right. doesn't work in a round record. Like we just a, mentioned audio hijack. Right. It's not a trivial just change. Oh, just change the shape, right? Yeah, no, it's like a complex kinda... like 3D shape. Like there's a lot of ways that you can adapt this to this new icon shape. Um, we even know about, you know, the people at Sketch are like, hey, we have this diamond thing. Like, what do we do for an icon? Like, let's explore like, you know, 30 different design ideas for how an icon might be so like that's one thing if you're trying to rethink your entire icon to fit into this new shape but (laughs) if your icon is already in the right shape and just (laughs) not the right size like i feel like a lot of the arguments 
that I'm sure like people would name like, oh, you know, would you rather have an updated icon or this new auto layout feature or whatever? It's right. like, of course, like the things that I use, I would want to have that first. But like, I'm sure this would take like an hour <laughs> to fix at, probably at most. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be famous last words. Like I would love to hear if anyone inside Figma has some other reason why it's taken so long to update this, this icon that I'm not aware of, but it's like, it's updating some assets. Like, come on, come on. Like just re-export it. <laughs> you know, you don't even have to change the artboard. It just changed the size, the output size and, and you're done. Like how long can this take? Yeah, I agree. It's uh like I've I've worked in products, you know, I've I've I know how companies work and how like if it's if you're if you're doing something by yourself, some things just are very fast to do. When you have a big team and process or whatever, it slows it down. I understand. The bigger the company, probably the slower they'll they'll be able to react to mm-hmm. this. Um it's been four months almost, three months. Uh, that the thing has been out, not that they've been aware of this release, right? It was announced in June, almost a year ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not quite, but not quite. Whatever. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, time. Um, so it's been a while. It's not like I, I think that excuse of like, well, you know, it's it was just it's a new thing. I think that argument is wearing off. And then you would say, like you said, it's not like you have to redesign the thing. That's not what we're asking for. You could. If that's something you want to do, and like you, you were just waiting for an opportunity to be able to redesign your app icon, by all means. But you know, you could have something out pretty quick. It's mm-hmm. literally a, a resize, so that excuse also doesn't really work. Third, I know this is like p- pity or you know picky. It's a design app. Yeah. Like if there's one audience, like. <laughs> If there's one user base who might actually appreciate or be bothered by a, a, an icon in the wrong size, I think it's it's probably a design tool. So you know you know your audience, you know your priorities. You can also say, oh, but it's it's a it's a cross platform app. It's not like just for Mac. I understand, right? Like I get it, but still, uh, we're probably missing something. Uh, it's probably like hard in ways that we can't really. No, it's predict. not. <laughs> <laughs> no it's not it's like, there's no the it's definitely not a technical reason like it has yeah. to be entirely whether it's political or it's like oh but some people still have like someone mentioned this like oh but not everyone has big sir like you know like some weird reason that someone's telling themselves mm-hmm. or it's on a priority list somewhere and they will get to it at some point but nobody it's really like driving this decision. I don't know. Anyways, it's like <laughs> this is the the stuff we talk about when we talk about like our problems with Figma. <laughs> like uh-huh. it, it's a great a great tool and visionary in many aspects and changed the way the fundamental aspects of how people live their lives mm-hmm. and, and and do their work. And yet, like it's it's like a c- accumulation of so many little things that just make it feel like they don't care. Yeah, it's a very it's very interesting, right? Because it's like you said, it's revolutionary and disruptive in so many ways that it did things differently. But then, like, there's some ways in where you don't want it to do things differently. Like Figma is 
an app a product that I use the most, right? I've I've uh, used it at work over Sketch. Um, you know, has 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 become my primary design tool for all its merits, for all the great stuff that they're doing. And yet, it's like the app that constantly, daily, I'm like, it doesn't get me. Like he's doing everything that I like the opposite of how I would want it to do certain things or mm-hmm. look or prioritize or whatever. It's so strange. Um, it's such a it's such a strange dynamic that I have with this tool. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, am I going to stop using Figma for this reason? No, I'm no. not going to stop using it. Like I'm going to do the stupid replacement icon. <laughs> you know like like other apps but it's just i feel like i expect better like i expect more like audio hijack like i'm like i wish they had an updated icon and i think they should have an updated icon but i feel like it's it's a much lower usage the audience is like you know audio nerds it's not as big of a deal like that's why in my team. in my tweet I was like, Figma, like you, you care about design, right? Like that is that is your thing. Like your entire company is supposed to be about this. Like right. maddening. It's hard. Anyways, I <laughs> I I wish all our Figma friends the best. Um like I honestly, like often you tweet stuff like this. Well, usually it's me, actually. Like I tweet stuff like this and then start these massive like reply wars so like <laughs> people have been piling on in my in my mentions of like oh and what about like m1 support and oh what about this and what about that look i just want the icon fixed <laughs> here and i also like wish all the best to the figma folks like they're i'm sure they're not not updating their icon on purpose <laughs> so um hopefully they will get to it at some point we, yep. we can we can kindly <laughs> nudge them in the right direction. <laughs> hey, Figma, nudge, nudge. Love you. Uh, please love us back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anywho, hi. Hi. How's it going? How are you doing? This is going to be a short show, right? I, sure. <laughs> so did you want to talk about your topic, the first one? Or I can talk about mine. I want to talk about my topic. Yes, thank you uh, for giving me the opportunity. <laughs> I'm very grateful. It's your show. Uh, <laughs> no, it's your show. Uh, my, my topic, I, I wrote it as I'm a bad, low-fidelity designer. Uh, I feel like I design most of the stuff in my head. <laughs> mm. I just stare at the wall and design stuff in my head and then what the actual stuff that's that I actually do design mocks being for, an amazing low fidelity designer you don't even need <laughs> any tool <laughs> but it's, it's not a great thing enough. when you work with a team and i've okay you know what before we dive into it like really because there's a lot here that i want to i really want to talk to you also as like as a manager uh <laughs> like right. someone reviewing a lot of work and stuff hi uh anyway all right let's do a quick sponsor break Let's get this show started and then, you know, let's 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 tackle these topics. <laughs> nice. Sweet. Our sponsor this week is Editor X. Editor X is an advanced web design platform for professional creators. It's design oriented and comes with custom code capabilities and integrated business solutions for sophisticated projects. 
You can build responsive websites that look and function exactly the way you want with Flexbox and Complex Grids. You can also use responsive CSS powered by smooth drag and drop and even create custom breakpoints to design unique web experiences for every screen. Each site can be enriched with a full range of solutions to support any business from e-commerce to booking systems, advanced SEO, and more. Editor X encourages collaboration from designing brand visuals to client handovers with team accounts, shareable design libraries, and advanced roles and permissions. On top of that, they offer comprehensive learning resources so you can master the platform with video tutorials, written lessons, and hands-on training right inside the editor. It's really great. If you want to make your own website, go and check it out at editorx.com. So what I'm trying to say is <laughs> I have a really hard time in a design tool, and I'm not even saying like Figma or whatever. It can just be even like some doodling or some wireframing or something. I am really bad at producing a lot of content at that stage, like producing mm. a lot of explorations. Mm. Um, when I'm just reviewing and looking at stuff from other people, that is really helpful. You can see a lot of the ideas, and if you can, if we can all look at the same thing, we can discuss that same thing, and it's 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 way easier to talk about it, think about it, and share our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Now, if I never produce that, a lot of those early state, like early discussions, it's way harder to have a good productive dialogue because I have nothing to show. It's more of like, all right, imagine this, or like. This is my idea, and there's like hundreds of other things that I've considered, and I decided, you know what? No, that doesn't work, and I mm -hmm. didn't pursue. But like, I have no way of telling you this or showing you this. I'm not going to go over like every single thing that I decided not to do, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so I operate way better once we solidify on an idea, and then I just execute on it because then, then you can see like like high fidelity mocks, and you, then you can I can produce that content. But that early stage thing. It's really bad for me. Like, I don't do that. I just, like I said, I just look at a wall, <laughs> stare at a wall, and I just go over a lot of ideas and explorations in my head. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of stuff, I'm like, yeah, no, that wouldn't work. Yeah, no, I can already, you know, <sighs> see how that would break. Um, and I never produce that. So one right. way that I try to mitigate, mitigate this is I force myself to use something like an iPad hmm. uh, and, like, just doodling to produce some of those ideas But even then, it feels forced. It feels like yeah. I'm like, I thought of this one idea, uh, and I th I thought about it. I've I've found some issues with it, and I decided not to pursue it. But mm -hmm. sometimes I go in and I like, I draw that idea. I put some together some things just so I can show like, and I thought about this, but it didn't work, mm -hmm. which for me feels like counterproductive. Like, why are you spending time doing something that you know it's not gonna work i've this was always the thing that i felt low-key guilty about hmm. um especially when i work with other designers and uh, i work with uh my coworker inish she she's incredible at like creating these like so the the sheer amount of of content explorations diagrams just very you know wireframey type of thing It's all, it's impressive, and I, I I feel like that's that's helpful, um, even for me, like to to talk about it and give some uh, feedback and stuff. But I've always felt um, low key guilty about this stuff, 
uh, it was okay when, again, you work on a small team or you're like the only designer. Uh, actually, I think it's even better because then you can just save time. Um, but in bigger teams, I feel like it hurts me. And uh, the the way I'm the, the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because I've seen at least like a tweet here and there, and even the conversation with my manager, like he brought that up, and I was like, oh my god, if, not about me, but like about how some designers really operate. <laughs> Just like, is that how you have conversation? It's like some designers really suck at this specific <laughs> thing. <clears throat> <laughs> Spider-Man pointing meme. No, no, no. It was not that con- in that context. It was actually, we were talking about um, uh, we, were, <laughs> we were talking about a, a candidate that we interviewed, and um, and he was like, actually, I've worked with a lot of designers who uh, just spend a lot of time in their own head, and then they produce like ta da. And then you're like, final wait, what about me? <laughs> Am I, that, am I like that? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, just long monologue. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. But uh, I have so many questions. Like, do you identify with this? Have you seen this happen? Do you think it's a problem? Do you... I don't know. Yeah. Where do you want to take this? Um, so, it's super interesting. Like, I, I'm really glad you kind of brought this up as a topic because I think it's a good topic. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So, you mentioned how you kind of like run through a lot of possibilities in your head. And mm-hmm. kind of like decide on a direction, and then that's kind of like what you're gonna be focusing on, and that's what you're gonna share with other stakeholders. Like I actually feel like I'm, I'm aligned with that. Like I like that. Um, I spend a lot of time with people, usually like training them the other way. <laughs> like basically, like a lot of people I work with will pro- will produce and want to show in reviews a lot of things that it's like hey look at all this work that i've done but it's actually like preventing them from making decisions because they're they're offloading all the decision making to the reviewer because they're like Mm. here's like five ten different options like which one do you think is the best and i'm like no i want you to make that decision like that's why you're here like you're here to make those calls i can like try to point out at things that you might not have considered or, you know, change a little bit like your, your thinking or your point of view on something. Um, but I want, I want you to, to validate your decision, not make me make the decision. So I think on that mm. front, like you're doing really well. And so like that to me seems like indicative of a more senior designer who can be like, Hey, I actually don't need to show you. 10 options because I know this one's going to be the best where, and I don't know for your situation where it can be problematic. And that's something that I've seen with other designers is, and, and especially like that tends to be when they're really good visual designers um, <laughs> is they will like lock into like one idea and mm-hmm. go quite high fidelity on that idea uh, which I have no problem with, like, using high fidelity, and, like, we'll get to me later. Um, <laughs> but um, sometimes, like, they, because they want to explore ideas at such a high fidelity, and it's taking them kind of, like, a lot of time, um, sometimes, like, thinking about, like, oh, like, what this, the icon for this sub-panel of this, like, you know, sub view of this like third page of a thing will look like <laughs> um, that they don't 
actually explore as many concepts. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what for you that might mean is like when you're when you're thinking about those ideas in your head and like saying like, oh, that option, yeah, I've thought about it, it probably doesn't work. Like that maybe there's something that you would have found if you actually explored that idea, maybe a little bit more fully. That like it, it's and that, that's something I talk about in my talk. Uh, I, we can <laughs> I can put a link in the show notes. I, I haven't seen the video, so I don't know if the video is actually good, but it'll be there for people um where i talk about separating the creator from the critic and that like there's a point early on in your work um on any project where you should really like try to produce as much work as possible and try to not judge it too much so that's the only thing that i would again if we were having like a discussion on like trying to analyze this whether it's a problem or not for you i would want to see like in that like kind of thinking phase that you're doing in your head are you giving enough of a chance on ideas that are a little bit Mm -hmm. riskier and still exploring them um because ideally like (laughs) what i tell people is the more senior you are like typically like probably the fewer options you should try um Mm -hmm. And, or sorry, the fewer options you should have to try before getting to the right answer. Right. Right. Like when you can I, push it farther. Well, it's like when head. I'm starting out as a designer, I want to try. Like, and I talk about this in the talk too. Of like design by brute force. Like try every mm-hmm. single possible option, and like you're 100 percent sure that you will find the right solution somewhere in there. So just try everything. The problem with that is that's really slow. So the more experience you get, the more you'll be able to think five steps ahead and think, oh, I know how this plays out. And like, I actually don't need to pursue this entire path because I can, I can visualize it entirely in my head and see that mm-hmm. it's not worth like going down. You still, there's a danger with like closing those doors earlier, early on, because you might close a door that could have potential and then you're potentially limiting yourself. Um, but I do think that generally the more experience you have, the more you can rely on that experience to make you move through problems faster. Um, so you don't have to spend as much time on something. So I think like that is probably where you're at. And so that's why I would be like, I don't know. Like, I don't really think it's necessarily a problem. Like at your level. Uh, right. Uh- it can also depend on the team and uh, at what stage of, of the product or the feature are you in. Like if you're also in the very early stage of, of feature like or product definition or discovery or whatever, you want to go super wide uh, maybe, even if it's just like, to have that dialogue. Um, and I've seen that like by Netlify, oh, especially early days, given the nature of the company at the time and the product, and the fact that the product already existed when I joined, the top priority was to move fast, but right. Mm-hmm. right. Move fast because startup money, we need to move fast competition. Right because we cannot afford to make grave mistakes. Right, right? Uh, Correcting those mistakes could cost us a company. Um, so I, I had that pressure, and I usually, because I was always... 
I've been pretty bad at uh, going very wide. So usually my approach is, again, I pick my battles in my own head. You know, I do, I lock on a path and I just try to push that path until un, until I hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And that happens. And when I hit a wall, I'll just go back into a good place, a good checkpoint, and try another one. Right. Right. Um, and if you're lucky enough, maybe you you nailed it or. or not nailed it, but you 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 arrive at something that works in an early try, right? Which means I saved a lot of time and effort pursuing these other things that uh, maybe I didn't have to mm-hmm. because this one worked. Uh, so if those are your priorities, that's great. At Superlist right now, that's not necessarily the same approach. I don't want to do something fast. Uh, it's more of a let's let's consider everything. Let's let's find something unique and interesting and whatever. So going wide now is a bit more important than it was before in my in my career. So that's why I think I'm feeling it more now as well because I do want to go wide. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and we are operating like at this point we're operating a lot in like mid fidelity, right? Mm-hmm. No need to go polish pixel, pixel perfect at this point. Um, but also we've it is dependent on the team. But I feel like with this team and um, it's it's hard sometimes to. Uh, and especially like showing uh, work to non-designers, um, sometimes operating at a very low fidelity, it's also hard to really see it through, see an idea through. Mm-hmm. We need some more fidelity to make better calls, I think. So we've, we've been operating at this very fast mid-fidelity, like get a prototype in, you know, like try ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been it's been interesting. But, but like you said, I, I've... I'm trying to broaden my area of comfort a little bit because um, I feel like it would be beneficial for the team and product at this point. But it's something that, again, it goes against my natural area of comfort or inclination as a as a designer, I think. How, how do you think you operate? Like, a, you know, what kind of designer are you? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> like, what... <laughs> What 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 is the the question in the the show? Like, who are you? <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, what is what is my what is my label <laughs> as a designer? Wait, what show <laughs> that you recommended last week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we should talk about that later too. We should, yeah. Um, <laughs> it feels like one of those questions. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So like, because there's so many different levels. <laughs> at which you can take this because so i am not a person who does a lot of low fidelity like wireframes mm-hmm. it's just not really something when i'm designing for myself that i really do um and the reason the reason why is i think you can cheat a lot in that way um at least for me like where i often want to like sometimes you're like oh i draw these like four boxes and like there's this input and then this checkbox next to it and then like when you you actually turn it into an interface you're like but this doesn't this doesn't work like this everything has to be so small for it to fit like i'm giving bad examples but like, yeah no I, but i get it i often feel yeah. like it's just i have a hard time evaluating this and also this is something for my entire life like i'm terrible at visualizing things for the most part like i i buy a rug like i will take pictures in like 
my my room and like find the picture of the rug online and like literally photoshop it like (laughs) and even then i'm like i don't know like i'm not sure like it's not really like a perfect representation of what it'll be like i'm so for a designer i feel like i have maybe very little imagination (laughs) i guess on how things will look and i like wanted to get it as close as possible the upside i think is i over time i've gotten quite fast at doing high fidelity things so it's Mm. not gonna take me very long to do stuff and i'll like decide what to compromise on so like usually like a specific icon who cares like i'll just pick like you know go noun projects or just like sf icon exactly for now just throw that on there that's fine it'll look like polished enough to get what i mean like spacing like i'm not gonna have like a complex like spacing grid or whatever like i'm gonna eyeball stuff like so i do take shortcut like i'm not naming any layers well i don't name any layers ever but that's a different (laughs) question but uh like there's shortcuts you can take i think um that still give you kind of what i want and ultimately like this is a tool to help you make decisions um I have been trying to be more intentional about when to use more low fidelity sketching, even when sometimes it will take me the same amount of time to do low fidelity versus high fidelity. Um, mm-hmm. And those, especially at a point if you have like a, an existing design system and all, like you have all the components yeah. already, sometimes it's it's slower to put up a wireframe. <laughs> to yeah, be honest. and I still do it. <laughs> um, right. And those reasons often are like, I really want to like highlight that this is a early work in progress thing. I want the feedback to be very like broad idea and not specifics. Um, So I will like willingly like on purpose change and sometimes like we'll recreate, like I will have the full high fidelity thing and we'll spend like 20 minutes to recreate it in a low fidelity mode because that's going to give me a better conversation. And that's the point of the exercise. Even for me, the high fidelity one will be more helpful. But if I know that for someone, a lower fidelity sketch will yield a better conversation. Great. I'll do that. People can get hung up on the details or if they see something that looks high fidelity they will yeah. judge it as high fidelity and sometimes that's not what you want yeah exactly. quick tip sometimes i just add a layer on top that that just saturates or desaturates the whole thing so it's black and white nice <laughs> that helps see that's another great idea um so that's one instance when i do it a second instance when i do it is when working with other designers so generally like i try to only give feedback and my feedback tends to be more around like as- asking people questions. Um, but there are times like we I've, where I do these sort of like pairing sessions um, where we want to kind of like explore some more ideas together and in less of a like you show me something and then I like respond <laughs> to it and more like we're both kind of like pitching in ideas. And there mm-hmm. I will willingly like even generally like i might not even do figma like i'll just take my notebook and i'll just like draw boxes and there it's more as like a tool to explain an idea that i mean right um and also i do it this way because 
even though again maybe it wouldn't take me that much time to do the fig- to do it like high fidelity in figma except it sucks for someone to receive like a fully like i mean it's not going to be pixel perfect but close enough oh i know that, that it, it feels like i've done the work for them rather Oof. than like help give them the idea and so oh, that's why i like i will go and between you and i like apologies to all the designers i work with who may listen to this but like between you and i sometimes like i've solved the problem for them like i like you know it's all there like it's the the big challenges are not really like you know how to apply the design system because the design system's already done like it's so it's essentially Again, I'm simplifying things here, so that don't take this out of context. But this is essentially putting Legos together, right? Um, and so, like, sometimes, like, the sketch is more or less the solution. Like, it's right there. But people respond to that much better. And, and like, right. they can bring their grain of salt into it where it's it's not a fully complete picture. It's something that still requires, I like, to make this a reality – even if they replicate everything as is in the sketch, I need their work. And that's right. like a, a, I found to work much better for collaboration than setting Absolutely. high fidelity things. I've learned that lesson the hard way. I made that <laughs> mistake. It did not go well. And I, oh, yeah, I get it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. You have to let them get there. Even if you're already there, you see it in your head. Like, I give me 20 minutes. I'll put this together in Figma. I'll, I can do it. I got it. But you can't no. do it. Yeah, exactly. That's awful. And uh, honestly, like, I don't want us to sound like, oh, like, we know better. Like, you know. I'm sure the same thing happens the other way around, like, about my work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, surely. I hope it does. And same for me all the time. But, um, you know, in any situation, uh, in this case, it's a work, work situation, um, you know, you might be w- working with someone who's been at the company for less time than you, who doesn't have mm-hmm. the same set of experience than you, so on and so forth. And if you give them that mock-up, you know, already done, you're robbing them of the learning experience of, like, understanding mm-hmm. how to get there. Um, so that's why, like, you want people to, you know, get to those solutions on their own as much as possible. Um it's like it feels like you're you feel smart when you're like hey like let me take 20 minutes and like solve your problem for you but actually like you're you're robbing the people on your team of like that opportunity to grow and for the long term it's way better to get them to the space where they can produce that that work on their own than you like swooping in and like you know being the superhero solve the solve the problem um so anyways i don't know how we got there but going back to <laughs> low fidelity stuff um i think the only thing maybe i would add is like again it really depends on kind of like what level you're kind of struggling with because um, we've talked about the low versus high fidelity as like a output medium of your ideas um we've talked about kind of how you know different people have different like preferences of what they go but i also think there's an element of generating ideas because i don't consider myself like a super original person (laughs) um 
so and, and i think that sometimes like is is something i can struggle with of just like how do i go broad like how do i come up with crazy ideas like i'll maybe we should use a different example but just to use your your example like a to-do list like this is like square check checkbox on one side and then text on the other yeah. like how else could a to-do list possibly be right like uh yeah. this stuff is easy <laughs> um let me, let me put it this way it might it might i think help um convey my point uh, the high fidelity level of design work of you know putting together mocks and stuff i need that to arrive at solutions like i need to put stuff together i need to see if it works or not and i need to also use that to then show people and get feedback and stuff all the ideas at that low you know early stage low fidelity mode i don't need to put anything together to help me mm -hmm. visualize things or to help me make decisions at all if i put together a wireframe black and white with rectangles or a sketch you know a doodle thing i'm doing that literally just to show you right <laughs> so you we can talk about the same thing yeah i don't need that like actually it's it slows me down yeah. if i have to like draw right i can see all the rectangles in my head um like i don't need Show title. So, <laughs> you know and sometimes it feels like why am i wasting time putting together these 50 squares or rectangles just so we can talk about it like i, I got it sometimes it feels not productive um but that's not how you collaborate with other people you do need if you want the feedback you need to put something together so that people can look at it and give you the feedback so it's 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 interesting to me because I I've, I see a lot of you know other designers um, operate at that like low level so well uh, like they, they they use all of these like mind mapping tools and stuff and mm -hmm. that's it's incredible for me it's incredible for me to watch <laughs> but I can never do that like I, we use uh, Miro for a lot of stuff uh, Miro boards and. Uh, but I'm like, I guess I'll use this if you want. <laughs> like, I, I, this is not my type of tool. Right. Like, I really don't really, I, I don't need, I don't like this. But I mean, I anyway. think that's fine. And a low fidelity tool that I'm sure you use all the time is like text documents. Like whether you use use Google Docs or whatever. Mm. Like that's you know one of my number one problem solving tools. <laughs> it's just like writing stuff down on a piece of paper. Like that's or digital you'd be surprised <laughs> i don't even use that much no <laughs> well cool well thanks for the chat uh thanks for uh you know it's always helpful to know that i'm not alone <laughs> uh but it's uh yeah uh, again it's not something that i i ever openly talked about this with either other designers or managers or whatever um and i feel like we feel this pressure to fit in mm -hmm. uh you know i keep bringing back the silly example of like having post-its on a wall and having three designers look at the post-its and 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 design <laughs> uh like i never did that in my life i don't see how that would be well because i never worked at an office yeah that's what I was gonna say. right but like i've always felt like oh that's that's how you know designers design things um so there's always some kind of pressure to fit in like a model of way of working or whatever and i feel like every time you deviate or you don't feel like you fit in that's it can cause some anxiety or it can cause some uh 
worry um worries so anyway i think you're totally fine and it's just different ways of working and that's totally normal thanks doctor <laughs> <laughs> nice right, should we get it to recommendations let's do it let's do it uh all right uh i want to recommend uh alfred have you what? ever used alfred okay tell tell me more i have used alfred for many years but i also haven't used it in many years so when was the last time you used alfred oh my gosh whenever like mac os released the redesign spotlight search you know what i think I, same i think and i believe i, I still alfred. have a alfred like lifetime subscription from before that i don't know if that's the oh, man i didn't happens check. but I think I got that's actually that a good point. A while back. <laughs> Maybe I had one and I didn't, I didn't check. Anyway, well, I bought it again. Uh, yeah, no, same. I used Alfred in Lunch Bar for a while. Uh, and then, yeah, I think either like a new OS 10 or Mac OS or OS 10 redesign made the other apps feel broken or like Spotlight was good enough. I forget. At some point, I stopped using it. And I've been not bullied because that's awful, but I've been pressured, not pressured. I've been inspired <laughs> on Twitter by several people on Twitter. Like it feels like keep bringing Alfred back because people who like Alfred, they really like mm-hmm. Alfred and they're like big advocates for it. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Fine. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's use Alfred. Let me try it again. Uh, I knew that it's, it's, well, it's, it's definitely more powerful than just the spotlight. And I never felt like Spotlight was not enough for me, right? Right. Um, that was not like the the trigger. That Other than some of the indexing problems, but <laughs> we set yeah, that aside. But, you know. <laughs> so I gave Alfred another shot. I watched this very cool video of this very underrated YouTuber. Like, I don't know why this person doesn't have more followers because there was lovely, lovely, supernatural individual who just felt so happy and genuine to talk about Alfred huh. productivity in general. Nice. I'm going to pull up the, his, uh, his video. Um, so cool. Anyway, uh, that video was like really good to just give me an overview of like some of the features that Alfred offers. And I got to say, again, it's been, I don't know how many days, like since the beginning of this week. So I, I try uh, four days, <laughs> four days in, um, I'm, I'm really, really happy with this. And, and actually there were a lot of features that I missed. Uh, so, you know, Application launcher in file search, fine. It's it's like Spotlight, whatever. But then you can do like you know Google and start a query that will open the Google search results, or like Maps and directly search for Google Maps or Apple Maps, mm. or like YouTube directly search YouTube. Uh, you can add custom search things. So you can go in like whatever website and search for something. You just copy that URL scheme and just you know put it as like a custom search thing. So I've added one for Dribble. Uh, again, because we we're operating a very medium fidelity, I could just like grab icons or grab illustrations or whatever. So I just do through Alfred. I just do drib space type something, and it will open a search on Dribble. Oh, that's cool. So that's that's helpful. And then I found that I could uh, I could replace two other apps that I was currently using just with Alfred. So I f- after I don't know, like more than a decade that I've been using this app. Uh, I stopped using Text Expander because Alfred does that. Like the text snippets, it does exactly the same. Um, and I've also stopped using Paste, which was my clipboard manager of choice. Because hmm. again, Alfred has a built-in clipboard manager. Uh, and there's like so much more that I, I know I can 
I can uh, do with Offer, but I just, you know, I'm just scratching the surface of this. I've had a couple like custom workflows, like one to super quickly turn on uh, dark mode and turn off, or like oh, turn on do not yes. disturb. So I just do like before a call or some, or if I'm about to uh, share my screen, I just do like D&D for do not disturb, and it just turns on do not disturb. I don't have to go and fiddle with the icons in the control center. It's super fast. It's super cool. Um, it's like a, a power user thing. Oh, just one last thing. Super cool about Clipboard Manager. You can, if you, you copy something, you know, it's added to your Clipboard Manager. Cool. But then if you copy the second thing, instead of just doing Command-C, you do Command-C-C. You know, just do two Cs super quick. <laughs> okay. It appends that whatever you have selected to the previous copied thing. Huh. So let's say, does this make sense? Yeah. And you, can, and you can stack these. You can do like copy CCCC and just add <laughs> as a third thing. And then you can paste all of them in, 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 one, wow. in one command. Huh. Um, does it put a is, space in between things? It does put a space. Okay. Can you, I wonder if you, you can change that. Alfred like I, yeah, because I'm wondering like what is the use case? Hmm. Like maybe you're copying different Alfred paragraphs Alfred. and you just like want all of them together. So like for the thing. Yes, we have a drop down. You can separate with a space or as a new line or mm. just don't separate. Okay, things. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it, it's cool. This is cool. Cool stuff. Nice. Uh, Are you able to year. change the corner radius? <laughs> oh yeah, you can customize the whole thing, uh, and there's there's a lot of like themes and stuff. <laughs> uh, yes, you can definitely customize how that how that the what do you call that like the launcher the search thing. Yeah, looks. because I I don't think I could live with that corner radius. <laughs> Does it even have a corner? What's the default one? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking at. Screen oh screen yeah, right no, now. that's that's way too tight. <laughs> Especially on Big Sur because everything's so rounded. But okay, yeah, sweet. Here, um, I think I'll, I'll I think I'll download it and I'll give it a try. Why not? Am I right? Yeah. You definitely piqued my curiosity. Links in the show notes. Uh, like the app is free, uh, but they have a they have a paid tier, paid version, uh, which unlocks like the more pro features, like the the custom workflows and stuff like that. I forget exactly what's part of the paid or whatever uh but but you, know, you can download it for free you can use most of the stuff for free check it out cool all right what's your recommendation sweet okay so <laughs> my recommendation this week is this little known service slash app called notion oh what is it i'm now officially it. part of the notion nation <laughs> holy shit sorry there's a huge spider on the wall okay give me a second that's good <laughs> I hope we get some some good audio of that spider being smacked on the wall. <laughs> I don't want to like get my squish it against the wall, you know, to get all dirty. I need this. I need the sound. I need the sound effect. <laughs> Got him. <gasps> nice. Good job. Ah, uh, that's taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, I, I was I was hoping we could hear the sound effect of you like crushing that spider, but no. <laughs> sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Cool. Yeah. So Notion. So I talked last week about how I'm joining this new team. There's so much context, like 
everywhere. It's overflowing. Like there's just like a million documents to read, a million things going on. Um, I'm also, so I'm like leading leads. And so I have like under me, I have two like big teams. Um, so it's actually quite a lot to ramp up on and there's so much going on and dependencies with even other teams. And so I just naively started like one big Google doc where I was pasting link, like as people were sending me links and presentations and sheets and, and it, it is now 10 pages long and just like crazy, like notes on everything. And just like, it's impossible to keep track of everything. And I was like, okay, I have to find a better tool for this because I would just like go absolutely crazy. Like it just felt like I was not keeping track of anything. Yeah. Like I was just information was like flowing through me. Like it was just crazy. So, so there's no default de facto like knowledge base tool at Shopify. There is. So we have a thing called the vault, which is like a place where there's a lot of like Ooh. documents or it's like, it's just a website where you can search for, for things. Okay. Um, and so that exists, but it's it's kind of like a uh, like it, there's like a markdown editor and stuff, and you can just like pay. It, it's kind of like an old school blog, basically. <laughs> they can like do and like anyone can update it. What's and a stuff. blog? But it's nobody really uses it for project stuff. Like a lot of the documents are just Google Docs because it's easier to to share and edit and collaborate and that kind of stuff. Um, but that's not really my problem. Like (laughs) the, the thing it's kind of like programming languages where (laughs) everyone's like, Oh my gosh, like so many programming language languages. Like it'd be great if there was this like one standard (laughs) programming language for everything. And this is how we have yet another programming language. It's the same thing for this. It's like, (laughs) everyone's like, Oh my gosh, there's so many documents. Like there should be like one canonical like central place for everyone to go and then they create another document that is maybe not updated and has some stuff but not others and but and so i have to keep track of a bunch of things i have to store just like information that i might not need for now but i need to be able to access easily i need myself to like write some notes or some lists of tasks or make some plans or whatever so there's just a lot and the tool that i was using before just like wasn't scaling to the complexity of the task so i first Mm -hmm. tried craft because craft has the same similar idea of hey as you're doing like a note you can kind of drill into it so i could have essentially Mm -hmm. like multiple pages and very quickly, like, even though I totally agree with what you said, like, it's very impressive in terms of, like, animations and how everything's, like, so smooth and, and it does a lot of, like, interesting things. Um, but it's sort of like I'm making a website. Mm. <laughs> I felt like, like that's kind of what it's optimized for. And that's not really what I want. Because, like, basically, yeah in order for me to, to access something that's five pages deep, I kind of have to go like click five times. Like I have to follow the rabbit hole to like get there. And maybe there's some sort of way where I could like manually paste a link somewhere else and just like, but there's a lot of like manual configuration and everything is full screen. So like 
Mm. When you click into something, it takes over the entire screen. And if you want, you can publish it to the web, which strangely has a different UI, which would be more helpful. Like that stacks the views on top of another. Like uh, you've probably seen this. Um, but it's not in the, the app that you use. It's like this is the published version. So to me, that just like contributes to the idea that this to me feels more like a I am producing something for other people to consume. But in my case, I am the creator and the reader. Like I'm the only person. Right. So I want all of that to be integrated. Like I don't want to have to publish and have different URLs for consuming and creating and all that stuff. So I was like, all right, like I think it's time for me to take a look at Notion. And I was <laughs> really hesitant to jump into Notion because Why? I have used it before. Uh, I have okay. tried it like when it just came out. And I think what kept me away from Notion is just how complicated it is. Like there's just a lot. And it's very opinionated in its UI in some weird ways. Like it's it's super, it offers so much flexibility down one path. And then, like, for something else, there's, like, nothing. It's like, oh, nope, like, I guess we didn't consider that. And, like, a lot of, like, the way they think about tables is a little weird. So, in Notion, tables are essentially, like, databases. And so you can add different fields, but you can't really have, like, uh, for example, like, a list as, like, something in a cell for a table. Because it's like essentially the table is just a database and there's no like rich text essentially like right. column or or, or type <laughs> for that database. But it can be a page and there's this weird like so some stuff are in databases and some stuff are in pages. And so anyways, for all that reason, <laughs> those reasons, I was like, oh, this this is something that's maybe a little bit too complicated for me and I'm not sure that I'm on board with that whole system. Like, it just seems like it's trying to create too much hierarchy and too much, like, nesting of things where I don't want it. Um, So fast forward to today, I'm actually in a spot where I have a lot of complexity to deal with. And I think before, I was dealing with something much simpler. And so I was had, like, a simple use case and using a complex tool meant that this just wasn't the right tool for the job. Now I feel like I have a complex data set, complex use case, and I'm using a complex tool. It's, like, perfect match. Like, these... I'm I'm meeting this at the right complexity level for this tool. I still have a lot of gripes about the UI, like, some of the little things. But, like, some of the things that it does so well for me is... I have there's like a, an always on sidebar that shows all of your um, all of your pages and you can like nest pages. So I basically have at the top level my general area where I am, and within that there's like that page has a bunch of links, context, information, things to know about the overall area that I'm in. Within that I have a page that is prod, uh, uh, teams and then within that I have a bunch of teams <laughs> and then inside each I have pages for uh, people, links uh, priorities uh, related projects like you know I, and I can keep creating more like I'm still 
like exploring this tool and I can access mm-hmm. any of them at any point. Like I can just click in the sidebar and it just switches right away, which would have been like so crazy to do in Google drive. Cause everything would have been to have a link and like open a new tab, load the page. Like this is right. so fast. Like I can just <laughs> navigate on the left side. I can also uh, do command K and there's the like fast search. So yeah. someone is like, Oh, Uh, I have a question about this project. I can like quick search for whatever the project is, add a note to it uh, or add another sub page or whatever. I also have a section that is a meeting notes and I'm trying this. I don't know if I'll, I'll keep it, but um, where I just like put all my meeting notes, it automatically organizes them by uh, by date. So the most recent at the top, I can name them. Uh, what's cool is I can pick the project So I can assign the project. So um, once I have, I have this essentially like this big repository of meeting notes and then um, they get basically the, the notes for each project gets displayed in each project page. Mm -hmm. So I can apply a filter that like references that data for just like the general meeting notes document. So I can have like quick access if I'm like, you know, talking to the lead, the lead or the manager who's working in that specific team, I can, uh, I can be like, all right, like, let me load this. And like, let me load whatever my like three latest meeting notes of stuff that we've discussed there. And it's all like shows up really easily. Um, it's been, I, again, like I want to emphasize, like, I don't think this is a perfect tool and I, like there's things that I would do differently and there's features that I still think is missing. But if you're in a context like me where you're like ramping up on a team where you're just like feel like you're drowning, drowning in stuff that's going on to me, like this is such an essential tool, like in the last few days for getting my, <laughs> getting my bearings and knowing where everything goes and I can file everything away. Everything's organized and it's fast. Like I can move between projects like super quickly. So highly recommend it. I guess I'm not like, <laughs> you know, this is not new information for a lot of people, but it is to uh-huh. me. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I use notion. I work, I use that in Edify as well. Uh, it's a pretty successful product and company. It's a neat product. I love it. Uh, just from, so are you sharing those docs with anyone? Like not yet. So the downside right. of using this right now is I'm kind of like in my own bubble here. Right. <laughs> uh, but that's great. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> like notion is incredible and everyone loves it. And there's a there's a point from experience. Uh, you know, it might not apply to your to your own experience, but there's a point in where it stops working. It doesn't scale, hmm. um, and then all of a sudden, like it's just chaotic, and you lose control of. You can't find anything anymore. Hmm. Uh, it gets really slow, um, and it's around well. And at a company, I've seen it. It's around like year two or three. Depends okay. on how big your company, the team is. Because you could say, like, imagine that now you share this—I forget what they call it—like a workspace. This workspace you share with everyone in your team. All of a sudden, anyone in your team can add uh, add documents, pages, yeah. 
anywhere they oh want. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, your sidebar, like very quickly, even if everyone follows a strict like folder structure and naming convention, mm-hmm. it gets to a point in where there's so much content because anyone can create pages anywhere. There's so much content, the sidebar becomes unusable. Right. So you start favoring things. Favoriting things mm. and like that that's how that's your sidebar now. You have like, okay, I'm gonna put my own sidebar, just favorites on top. Uh, but then it's also really hard to manage that. Anyway, mm. I feel like if I were Notion uh or in charge of Notion, that would be the thing I would need to to prioritize. Right. How does it scale um bigger teams in long term? Um you right now are in like the honeymoon phase of, mm-hmm. of this tool. Like just it's just, i I didn't mean to like I'm not saying that you know, I'm not Negating I mean, it's good your to know. Experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what you're saying is like, <laughs> it's as if like uh, an entire company shared the same file system, <laughs> right? Like if I logged into right. my computer and like Finder was like everyone's files, <laughs> that would be maddening. Right. Like that would be crazy. And I agree. Like, I don't think I plan on sharing this with other people. Like this is really just my i use like my old document used to be called my brain um so this is just like my brain and it's organized mm-hmm. just the way that i want it and i think that's that's enough like i don't i don't think it i, I would want that to yeah. be like a central place it sucks because like i think it would be helpful for other people <laughs> to also have access to that information but I don't know. I find it, I think it, it would be difficult to make this sort of like a public space because I also use it for personal notes, I guess, like mm-hmm. with projects, if you know what I mean. Like it's right. not like shared right. visibility for everyone. You can still, yeah, you can still create private notes and private docs. Oh, okay. but, <laughs> See, pages, I don't I even mean. know about all these things. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, it's great. And that's actually, that's that's where I see the best use of Notion is like as a, as a, as a personal uh knowledge base um it's great and by the way even with all the problems that i mentioned at lofi it was still the best tool for the job mm. uh we tried a bunch before selling uh, notion and this was like a while ago uh we tried uh tried coda uh not panics but <laughs> um the other coda uh we tried uh you know google doc if for some reason the sales team will always use google docs there's some people who just like that's how they think about documents it's google docs mm-hmm. and because every single company has google suite already yeah um it's like well it's there <laughs> like um but uh, notion was still the best tool for the job for sure yeah and right, right now my way of thinking about it is like anything that needs collaboration gets moved to a google doc and because mm-hmm. yeah. i just i just really need the reference like in in mm. notion i don't really need notion to be like the source of information i i think i just need that to be the repository for things for me to like easily right. be able to find them um and then personal notes can go in there but anything else like when it graduates over to be like okay this is something that people need to collaborate to then i graduate it to google doc and then replace whatever i had in my notion with a link to that google doc Cool. All right. Uh, let me know how that goes. I, I'm genuinely interested. Sweet. We'll do. It's a great case study uh, for me. Cool. All right. Is that it? That's it. Should we wrap this up? Yeah. Wrapping it up. <laughs> I don't know how long this will be. Uh, it was not as short, but you know, maybe we'll see how, this, how long this is. Thanks so much 
everyone for listening to the show. You reached the end. Congratulations. We did it. Uh, another one, another week, another episode. We're almost at, at 200. That's crazy. Should we do something at 200? <sighs> That's true. We should do something. We should do something. Hey, uh, people listening, do you have ideas, suggestions, things you would like for us to do? Also, the question is, always... should it be a fun episode for listeners or should it be a fun episode for us? <laughs> <laughs> it could be both. Yeah, but probably it's, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> right. Tweet, tweet at us. What, what do you think we should do for episode 200? Any challenges uh, you can tweet we should at do us. or something? I don't know. Yeah. Could, yeah. Ooh. I'm like imagining what kind of challenges we, we introduced in this room. Anyway, cool. Tweet at us at layoutfm or uh, at us individually. I'm at Rafa Hari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. Check out our, our website if you want. Like, check the links, uh, recommendations, and whatever. Our show notes are at layout.fm slash episodes slash 196. Yay, okay. you did it. <laughs> and episode <laughs> and episodes work. Wow, so. fancy schmancy. Wow, who coded that website? Mr. Kevin Clark. Sorry, neighbors. Um, check it out. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, our huge, huge uh, thanks to our sponsor, uh, Editor X, for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. Uh, check him out at editorx.com. Be a pal. Um, and I guess that's it. Boom, awesome. Talk to you next week. Bye.